Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting. Oh! Let him play. You bet one one bone to win nineteen. I'm just, where? What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do fifty cent bets. Oh my goodness, Greg. <laughs> yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big college basketball show. Good to have you back here from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California and the mic is hot tonight, unbelievably. But uh, we're glad to have you with us here, talking some college hoops. And um, and part of that, of course, is our friend Kristen Syracuse, who's back with us as well. We have a lot to cover tonight on this program. We'll, we'll get into the recap of what happened in the previous few rounds, then our preview of the Sweet 16 and beyond, and we'll give you our predictions for the remainder of the tournament. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. And so... Let's talk to the man who roots for the team that made it to yet another Sweet 16. Christian Syracuse, how's it going tonight? Oh, let me uh, let me get you to unmute. That was my fault. I I muted you by mistake. And let me see. There we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very good when you put it like that. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even sure if I could have could have expected that. It was impressive. But we're, but we're 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 happy around here. No doubt. Great job out of Bayheim. Bayheim. <laughs> For sure. Nah, no, you guys are you guys deserve that. Like that that was a great, great couple of games. I mean, beating West Virginia is no small thing. That is a nice win. That is a nice win. I mean, San Diego State hadn't lost since early February. I know it's the Mountain West, but I they hadn't lost in about two months. And yeah. Syracuse made them look not that good, <laughs> no. and, and that's a good and, and that's a good team too. I mean, yeah, wouldn't yeah. take anything away from. Yeah, it's a shock. I, I think the way that that went down was a real shock. I definitely thought that the that the Qs could win the game. I didn't think they were going to win by that many points. That was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're playing defense. Yeah, that's in true. The zone, in the zone early in the year wasn't the same as maybe it had been in the past and these past few weeks it's it's been more what we expect and it's been stopping teams and no one's really caught fire from three which is something that the zone will surrender yeah and it's a wager that you won't be able to do it enough for the whole game or long enough to win win the game yeah i mean that was always the thing that they talk about in the tournament that the two, three zone would cross up teams. I'm a little surprised that mountain West teams are going to cross up by it, but you got to give a lot of credit. I just think that the level at which it was played was very high and, and it just really threw off the, the Aztecs completely. I mean, they were never in it really. If you think about it. No, they were. And no, did a good job on West Virginia. Mitchell got free a few times and shot threes over it. And of course, they rebounded well, which yeah. you would almost expect them. But of course, Huggins has seen the seen the two three zone from Syracuse sure. quite a, quite a number of times. It's not new to him. 
No, it so that 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 also was another incredible triumph, and that was a closer game, but that ended up being another big victory. Well, that 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 was almost more West Virginia pressing at the end, mm. and Syracuse being a little tentative and breaking the pressure. Mm. But that's expected. I mean, usually a team will start to press at the end of games, especially if they're behind. So makes sense. Yeah. Um, it it tr- just a tremendous job. Betty Beheim nailing it from the three point line. You talked about that already, but it's a good spot. Oh, yeah. Good yep. spot. I don't know. It's it's fun out here. At least at least we're still alive. Even if even if the bracket's busted, at least the hometown <laughs> team. But still going. Whose bracket's not busted right now? Everybody's bracket is 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 completely in flames. Like. Somebody somewhere who I hate probably has an okay bracket. <laughs> but believe me, I hate them, and they don't know shit. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you that you just never know what to expect in a in a in an NCAA tournament. That's why it's called March Madness. It would be just called March Order Order and in, in Conduct if it wasn't for that. And we've had so many upsets. Um, but surprisingly, and just in the in the context of with of all the upsets, it's surprising that even in the middle of all that, three number one seeds still made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Now, are you surprised at that necessarily? Are you surprised at the number one seed that didn't make it? What, what's your feel as far as how the number one? There, there we go. I'm surprised that the number one seed that didn't make it is <laughs> yeah. the number one seed that didn't make it. Yeah, um, the biggie. I would have figured that one and another one were pretty safe, and might be one of the other two. Yeah, I'm. St- and I'm, going like that. I'm going like this for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the one that didn't make it was Illinois, who I picked to win the whole thing. But don't call that a mush. Everybody picked. A lot of people picked them. Adam is my Adam had him as my worst loser, my first loser. Yeah, yeah. So they were. No, I would imagine that quite a huge percentage of people picking the bracket had them in the championship game. So, I I mean, who would have expected them to be out this early? Except I would. You know, look. Here's the thing. I saw some of the game. I know you saw some of the game too. Maybe not all of it, but. You got to give a lot of credit to Loyola Chicago. I think the fact is, I think if Illinois took them more seriously, they would still be here. And I think that's what it amounts to. It just didn't look like they had the, they'd taken them seriously. They didn't put in the effort, and particularly on defense, they were brutal. I don't know if you caught the highlights at least, but um, it's a very big disappointing loss. It's a disappointing loss for them and the Big Ten. The Big Ten was just mortified in Mike Francesa's speak this weekend only i mean i think are they down to one team i think they're down to like michigan and that's it right yep oh my goodness you know there was an article by jay billis on why they underperformed and this and that and then you see people hate and then well maybe the well because the conference wasn't as good as everyone said uh, <laughs> well look look that was a good <laughs> conference this year i <laughs> i don't know how you i don't know how you say that the, yeah. well, the conference sucked this year cuz it didn't but no, I wouldn't go this that yeah. A weird, just a strange year. And yeah. I don't know, maybe we get a strange, you know, a strange tournament out of a strange year. And that's what what we get. Yeah. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. 
I, I, it's, it is definitely. I was not ready for them to lose like that. But look again. I think that's where you have to be really careful when you face teams a lot of veteran players, and that's where Loyola was. A lot of people who know each other played together, so they've been through a lot, and so they can handle these situations. Well, well, isn't that isn't that always the the deal with these uh, with a lot of these upsets or close games? Yeah, you get the team that has a lot of freshmen and sophomore superstars versus team with the steady juniors and seniors that have been there three and four years and started every game in yeah. their career. Yeah. And that Crotwick kid is introduce him to the nation, but uh, I've been watching him for two years now and he, he is good. Cameron Crotwick. He is, he's the real deal. Yeah, he is good. Yeah. He's going to, I think I mentioned recently that he's got the, the record for the most points scored in a little for Loyola Chicago. So yeah, I believe the hype in that regard. So he's going to leave as the like the all-time score leading scorer for Loyola Chicago. And now I I'll go look it up just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that's right. The coach is good, and the coach has been there before. He knows he's very what good. he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So you know, this might be a stepping stone to something bigger. We talked about that. Um, I've talked about that in previous shows. And always, you, yeah. you yeah. always wonder. You do, but, just... that, but then again, I don't. I don't know if the, I don't know if the uh, opportunity or the, uh, I don't know what I want to call it. The momentum is there. I don't know if you can turn it into a Mark Few deal because Mark Few never left, and look at where he is now. That's an interesting comment. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, don't I don't know, know if you can do that there. Is what know. I'm what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to express. Yeah. Uh you're not going to be able to do Gonzaga things in Loyal Chicago. No. So that's the question. The answer to for me is no. So I feel like the next step then logically would be to go to a bigger program. And there's a lot of rum. There are a lot of rumblings about where that could be. There's some job openings already. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure no, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the, a very ta- a very big one is Indiana, but that opened up earlier. You know, yep. um, you could be seeing Utah. some Utah, okay. but I think that's going to be filled in state, either okay. Mark Pope or uh, Craig Smith. I think. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know. If it, that's not going to be better than Kristoviak. That's mm-hmm. just. But I think that's where they're headed with it, but. That, that, let them do them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that this is great. So we can we have a lot to discuss here. I think this is fine. I think this is this is a good way to, to start this program. I and mean, there's just so much, so much crap that went on. It's unbelievable. Like, can I get a quick, quick timeout? Of course. Did the, did the senators really win that game? I don't think I'd be surprised by that. I'm going to have to be honest with you in that. We're talking about an NHL game right now. So the Flames were at the Senators, and the Calgary Flames are miserable on the road. That's why I didn't put them in. Like, I had a parlay tonight with a bunch of teams. I didn't put them in there because of that. They're, they're so bad on the road. So they, did you have them? Yeah, I did. Ah, <laughs> uh, bummer. Bummer. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, look, Cal- I mean, I know that Ottawa's bad, and it's a bad team, but... 
I just can't trust. I can't trust Calgary right now. I, even at home, they can't even play that well. But but they're really bad on the road. Like yeah, I just saw yes. the thing, and and I don't know why. That's a very talented team. You know, you think that with all those guys that can score goals, that they could win a game against against Ottawa for goodness sake. Yeah. Did you have them in a thing, or is it just like them straight up? No, no, I had them in a thing. Oh, you had them in a thing. Oh boy. That's not good. No. That is not good at all. Did you have an over and under in that game? <laughs> no, but I did. I did on the on the Ducks Wild, and that, that that's okay. That, okay, that's okay. That, yeah. Yep. Good deal. I don't think there were a lot of goals that, in that game. I don't even think that, they got that, the empty that, Then I just saw the Nuggets Raptors score, and it, yeah, Denver is weird. Denver is weird. And and that's also why I didn't put them in the parlay because they are they have been so up and down. Uh, they that is, I and I think they were on short rest too. Didn't they play yesterday? I, I, let's check that out. I'm checking that out right now because I need to. It, <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah. So, generally speaking, I don't like to take teams on short rest in in that kind of situation. Um, and I think we're gonna see it. Now, the only thing you're talking about the uh, you you mentioned off air, you're, uh, a Nets Jazz game coming up on ESPN. You get to watch this game, so do I. But um, yeah, Utah, last one, I'm not sure exactly how excited I am. But go ahead. <laughs> because of what happened right now, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tricky. But um, did you now? Did you get thirteen or eleven? Because I just see thirteen right yeah, now. Yeah, eleven. eleven. Okay. Well, I mean. I'd have to look at where the public is on it. Maybe more people are on the Jazz, so I'm not going to give up on that one. You never know. Jazz have kind of been a little wobbly lately, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, I'm sorry about the Nuggets. They they have annoyed the they have annoyed the crap out of me too. They have been so frustrating. I mean, it doesn't look like it with their record. Like it looks, oh, they look good. Oh, they can they're 14 and eight away. That's that's. that's they can win this game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Oh man, and they gave up 135 points. Now that is consistent. Their their defense has been brutal this year. The Nuggets, so bad. So yeah. okay, well that was our NBA let's talk. Let's get, let's get out of this. <laughs> Back to business. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, so I cannot request this song. Oh, never mind. Um, anyway. Let's do this. Let's talk about the first four, where it all started, the beginning of the madness, and there really was quite a bit, quite a bit of madness in this scenario. And um, it ultimately, look, we had the Texas Southern game, and you know that was great, and it was fun to watch. But then you had another game that was just absolutely miserable to watch, the Appalachian State game, and then but and then you had the Drake game. What was that? Well, it, was it was miserable to watch if you bet my side of it. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Drake Wichita State, how good of a game was that? that no, was I wasn't. Game. No, that wasn't the game I'm referring to. I was referring to the Appalachian mm-hmm. State game. That was a miserable yeah. game. But I but, stand by what it said. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly. But but the because look, 50, nobody's gonna ever say a 54 to 53 game was a good, great game. That is a just a tough game to watch. And um, we had that and more from like North Texas and so on, but. But yeah, the Drake game was good. I I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, there was a nice. I think I'm trying to remember. Well, they obviously won the game. 
That was a miserable game too, to be fair. <laughs> it was, but the end was was exciting. Yeah, 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 definitely. I agree. You know, it really was up for grabs. And that frustrating moment where I think you needed Drake to like win by two points and they won by one and it just nobody covered in that scenario. Well, I I, I did. I was fine with it. Oh, because you had, had Wichita, right? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> but, but, well, the thing was Wichita had those had those two two good looks to at the end of the game. Yeah. Yep. Three to, to win it. Yep. They couldn't do it. Yep, yep. And yep. Yep again. Yeah. It's a that was kind of that was a toughie. Um, so, so that led up to the big game of the night, which is played pretty late for people on the East coast, but this is just how the schedule worked out. Cause they had to get all four games in one day. Normally they do them in two days and it was, well, did you want to say anything else about the Drake Wichita state game? Cause I think it was pretty even. I don't really have any, anything else. I know it was about what I, about what I expected. Uh, yeah. I actually thought Wichita would win though. So <laughs> Right, right. Make no, obviously your your wage it didn't, your... didn't matter. Didn't matter in the big picture. Nah, nah. I don't think it would have mattered who won that game. We'll get to that momentarily. Um, the game of the night, and that's actually a good segue to this too, because the Pac-12 began their dominance in this tournament. Who would have thought? In uh, in this with this game where Michigan State went up a whole lot of points. I believe it was as many as twenty during the at some point in the second half. I don't know if it was that many. It might have been. It might have been around that. It may have been. I think maybe certainly fourteen or so. I don't know. About... Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah, around there. And then UCLA just started nibbling and nibbling and nibbling at that 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 lead. And Michigan State, you could tell they were really starting to panic. And and I know that at halftime, Izzo started chewing out. No, actually, it wasn't Izzo. It was the player started chewing Izzo out, which is such a strange visual. Oh, that. that... I don't know. You see, you see that sometimes with that, with that. It thing. does happen though. Yeah. You know, he he was on him. He was on them about whatever. And mm-hmm. Player didn't like it, and Draymond was tre- tweeting and the whole the whole thing. It was just just that, a mess. Yeah, just a mess. It sounds like there was a lot of dissension inside of the. I had my bypasses on. That sure explains a lot. Let me. We should turn that off, but, um, oh boy, now what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, for those of you who are unfamiliar with how compression works on the audio podcast, I've had my audio bypass setting on, so my compressors were actually deactivated for the last couple episodes. <laughs> I just turned it off. I just turned that back. I just turned my compressor back on. So those of you who, uh, aren't familiar with how that all works, but Maybe this con- this podcast will sound a little better tonight just as a result of that. Anyway, back to the, to the actual show. Um, yeah, so you could tell there was definitely a lot of like infighting in uh, on that in, on that sideline, and it seems like the UCLA fed off that. I don't know if they necessarily knew that was happening, but you know the contrast of them just really coming together and fighting back to win the game versus the versus the uh, arguments that they're having on the Michigan State side. I mean, it really seemed like a fitting ending for the Michigan state program who were, who were just struggling all year long. They really could not put two and two together. And while a lot of people, including myself, like them to win the game, it, it is honestly fitting that they lost this way because that's been their season. They've been up, they've been down. They just could never really put things together. 
That's right. And they they have talent, but some of it I think is a little misguided here and there. And you know, you, if 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 I have advice, it's to listen to your freaking Hall of Fame coach who's been there how many times. But you know, I don't know everything either on what's going on there yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's bound to happen. I know that. I think, this... I, I think it's just more of overall frustration for yeah. how the whole season has gone than any one specific thing in that game. Yeah, completely fair. It just doesn't seem like, you know, very much like Duke, very much like Kentucky. There was a lot of problems with the big programs this year. And I think it's because they just didn't have the time to get to know each other, play together, practice together. The pandemic really disrupted a lot of that. And and just to go back to my other point, the teams that had all their players from previous years had a significant advantage. This is not an original point. I, I just got that from Scott Van Pelt, but I also agree with it because I, I think it was clear all these guys, you know, you, you whip together some superstars and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't, it can sometimes be catastrophic. And that's what happened here. Um, it happened. Who else did it happen to? Let's see. Well, I was gonna say North Carolina, but I'm not really sure if they made the tournament. So I don't really think that applies. But uh, who else didn't make the tournament? That just Kentucky and Duke were the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And Virginia was honestly very lucky to get in after all that. So fittingly, they lost to Ohio in the first round. So I'm not really surprised at that. That was rough. Yeah. I mean, it was, but. It also that, was, that, that was tough to predict. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly, exactly. Like, it, was a, mean, it was a popular pick. <laughs> Ohio was very popular. Yeah. I still, don't, I still don't get it. I mean, if you watch the back this year, I don't know how you'd pick a team coming out of there. Not that they're bad. It was just so confusing. It it was between Ohio and Toledo and Akron and those guys. It was just really tough to figure out who was who was doing what mm-hmm. i mean i mean you could i could tell you that central michigan sucked didn't you, you know and bowling bowling green way underperformed i mean and buffalo was pretty good yeah Other than, it's like what, what do i tell you about that conference no i, I was I not i was really down on the mac and that's I didn't, didn't think they were going to go in and you know upset a you know a power team like that well See that I think that's where we defer. I I just think that Virginia really couldn't get out of their own way a lot of the season. I, I did think that was on the table. I really did. But the problem was, just as you were saying, I just didn't feel right to pick Ohio to do that. <laughs> so on my right. bracket, I wound up, I wound up uh, just trying Virginia anyway. I think my biggest mistake was picking Virginia a second time. I actually had them in the Sweet Sixteen. That was a mistake. That was stupid. That that's my fault. Like I, I should never have done that. I have no idea where I, I have no idea how far I picked Virginia out because I haven't looked at my bracket since the second day, and <laughs> I will not look at it again. Yeah, <sighs> that's in the past. That's in the past. <laughs> Got some juice and, on uh, there as we speak. <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna play that on later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fine because, like, I, I YouTube I gets really picky with copyright restrictions on the music, so that's perfectly fine. I love that song, though; it's a great song. 
Uh, so. You're going to get a water? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I will play that later after the show's over, for sure. I'll do it myself. There you go. Love it. Um, by the way, do you know where Juice Newton lives? I do not. I think... Now, I don't know if this is still true, but the last I checked, she lives in San Diego. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I, you know, it's not what you would think, but it is apparently the case, so... We're, we're we are uh, sending our best to her and her family wherever she is. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming that she'll get back on tour and such as things open up again. Which would be kind of cool. She's not that old, like you know, because you have to remember, like when she, but she's also not that young, I guess. But she's getting up there now. She's yeah, she's kind of getting up there. To be fair, um, but these upsets were wild. They were um. That's interesting. You didn't think that was going to happen, huh? You were you were kind of think, thinking, well, Virginia can at least beat Ohio. I think, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. fair. But I think we'll pull through that one, and even with the COVID problems, even with getting there late, and that, yeah. I think they were talented enough to pull through Ohio. Yeah, I really did. It's tricky. It's just funny because there was literally nothing from the MAC tournament the week before that that impressed me at all. None of those teams impressed me. Ohio wasn't impressive. Buffalo wasn't impressive. Akron wasn't impressive. I just like, I don't care. Like these teams aren't interesting. It, it wasn't that they didn't play good basketball against each other. Cause they did. It was just, just odd to think that one of those teams could come out of there and, and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that said more about Virginia because Virginia had the lead in that game. They were winning. You know, we're halfway through the second half, and then they just choked. It, I mean, it almost—it felt like they choked. I don't know what, what really happened, but they couldn't make a shot. And that opened the door, and Ohio took advantage. Then you see them in the next round go against Creighton, and they look useless. Like, they were never in the game. And Creighton is somehow still... It's, still... it's hard to... Well, I, I think one... Little bounce by Soe uh, from UCSB, and it would be a different story. I think we'd be talking about we would be talking about UCSB potentially playing Gonzaga right now, but certainly we would have talked about UCSB playing Ohio the week before the, the the round before. I got to give UCSB a big big hand for coming back in that game because they were down by ten, came back, got some three some important three-point shooting came back they were right there came down to that layup the big guy had it and he just missed i mean i can't get mad about that but dang i really wanted that one that that was going to be a great win for ucsb they played their butts off in that game chris it was such a game um i don't know how much i don't know if you saw it in real time but man what a game such a, a, oh okay cool so that that was a just a tremendous tremendous game just unfortunate someone had to lose, you know, because that was a good game. It's a good game. But then it was like Creighton, Ohio winning does mess this up a lot because I'm like, well, Creighton isn't going to do much. I didn't think they were that good to begin with. And because Ohio advanced, it's like, well, they're so much taller than them and they can move, they can play so much faster. I don't know about faster. I guess Ohio plays fast too, but um, Ohio just looked really, literally they look lost out there going against Creighton so I don't have a lot to say about that game either so yeah they made it what can you say um above them Gonzaga 
What's that? I'm yelling at my TV again. I'm sure I'm not doing <laughs> I is this uh, is this the NIT game? What game are we looking at here? Six bucks. Oh no, I know what you're getting at because oh no. Oh wow. Oh wow. As we approach the eleventh anniversary of Oh Let Them Let Him Play. Um it's for you know, months ahead, but still. You got Celtics Bucks. You know, the Bucks were up by a lot in that game. And they were. And <clears throat> Celtics getting gritty and gutty at the wrong time if you had the other side of the of the of that one. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Were they giving a lot though? Like was it like six or seven or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Bucks are just a, a difficult team to <laughs> to put money on or money against. Like it's just I don't know what it is with them. Except this, their defense continues to be really, really poor, and it's showing again tonight. Giving up one nineteen and giving up sixty in the well, they gave up sixty in both halves. Never mind, but. I don't know. I'm sorry about that one. That you would think that with being up like how many were they up like 10, 12, 15, whatever? Yeah, yeah they were up double digits when we came on here. Oh I god. Wow. They were outscored 33 to 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's tough. It's a weird night, I guess. I will say that the two games that I have in my parlay are going pretty well. But this is also why I don't take them with a spread because I just I just had no idea. But a cor- uh, looking at it now, it looks like both teams are up roughly twenty points. So good spot halfway through the fourth quarter, and hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, are you doing okay overall? Like with your card, just out of curiosity. Well, well, Pepperdine won by a lot. So you took the Romars. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. So you were very wise to not follow well, my advice. I was zero, zeroed in on them from the start of that tournament. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, probably that. No, I think that's a good idea. That was a better call. Because I, I just said that because I figured, well, it's going to be a close game, so I figured it'll probably be within three points, but not it the really case. Nope. <laughs> not even close. You're you're gonna give it to Romar, Lorenzo Romar and Pepperdine though. A lot of juice this year with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very exciting. Even when it didn't turn out well, it was yeah. still worth watching. Absolutely, they did a yeah, tremendous it, job. It, it, it was never it was never boring to follow them. No, no, was... no. Very exciting games, up tempo. Um, good, sh- you know. Sometimes you'd be asking great shooting. They did well in the WCC tournament. So it's cool that they, they put the effort into these games. That really what it came down to from my point of view. Like, will they care about these games? And they do. Because uh, with a win like that, I think it shows that they wanted to win the game. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. So we're still in the first round because we have a lot of other things to get into. And you can you know, you know, can kind of throw in second round stuff too because they, ton- they tend to tie together. Um, we covered almost the entire West. USC's run has been tremendous. Now, this is an example of a team that did throw people together, but it's actually worked out really well because Evan Mobley and Isaiah Mobley are two brothers, like literal brothers, that who have uh, just done remarkable stuff from the field. They've been shooting like crazy. They crushed Drake 72-56, to 56, but then my favorite, 
They destroyed Kansas, 85-51, to handing Kansas their worst tournament loss ever. That's And that's a long history for Kansas basketball. So when you, if that's the case, that that's truly something special, and something really, really, kind of the like rock bottom for the other side of the of the score. So um, it's a fun, you know. You've been on the Mopey Brothers from the start. You really like Devin Mobley as well. Um, what are your thoughts as far as USC? Oh uh, yeah, he's big time stud, big time gonna be big time lottery pick right up there, maybe number two. I th- I'm thinking. I mean, I, I'm not taking this. I'm going to quote whoever it was on the broadcast a few weeks ago. Like, if you if you described what an NBA prospect should look like, I mean, you, you'd be talking about Evan Mobley, right? Yeah, yeah. Very fair point. An NBA, re- an NBA ready body and game. Yeah. Definitely. They got, tough, they got a tough one coming up, but uh, you, you know what? I that I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna ride with them on that. I'm gonna. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a homer for USC here, but I'll ride with them too. I think if they're getting points, I don't know if they're getting points though. If they're not getting no, points, no, they're giving. Oh, uh, okay, hand. okay. Then I can't. I'm sorry, guys, but I have to take the points because those two teams really know each other well. So, gotta take the points. It's just the, it's the convention. I think I gotta follow it. But I'll be rooting for USC anyway. I hope they win. That's gonna be awesome. Um, it's awesome as it is. I mean, the Pac-12 is so great right now. And the good thing about it is that it's not like people th- thought they were gonna be bad. Everybody knew they were a good conference. They just simply didn't put them on the same level of the Big 12 and the Big 10. But here they are, beating out most of those teams getting into, you know, getting into the sweet 16. And I mean, we could, we could, we could honestly spend two hours talking about the first and second round. Just that's, that's how much happened. It was so, so much juice. But if we were going to talk about Evan Mobley, let's jump over to the Midwest and talk about Cade Cunningham, who was the other guy who's a surefire NBA lottery pick. He's going to be really good, but he didn't get it done against Oregon state. So what's your takeaway from Oklahoma state's run some people actually called their season a disappointment because of that. They thought they'd be in the Sweet 16 for sure. But I think people underestimated Tinkle in Oregon State. Uh, I think I think that's true. And I also, I also just think the cadence and the pressure for Oklahoma State the past few weeks, just, just the intensity that they needed – to you know, get through the Bedlam games and get through that late season Baylor game and get through the West Virginia and the and uh, and the pack in the Big Twelve tournament to you know and to try to overtake and almost almost got to Texas late in that game. I just you know that takes effort. That takes that takes something out of you when you when you're doing that. You're yeah. not getting hunting days between it. I don't know. I think you can only sustain that level for so long. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe I don't know. It's cliche, but may, uh, cliche, but maybe it was one of those peak too soon type deals. But they've been playing really, really hard at the, you know, at the ragged edge of the limit for a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right because so much pressure goes on Cunningham because there's not a lot of depth on that team. USC has more depth than them. That's that that seemed clear. They had other guys like Oklahoma State. Really, honestly, just has him and just a bunch of jokers. Like it's just hilarious, but. It can be enough in an NCAA tournament environment, but only for so long. And Oregon State, since they already know what they're getting into, I think they had a good game plan, and they, they really did. They I don't know if they necessarily shut him down, but they were they had a close game, and they closed it out because they kind of had a feel for what to expect, and they were ready for them. So that, that was really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a real disappointment for Oklahoma State either. I, I think there's only so much you can do with a one-man team. I mean, the apex of a one-man team is you already Syracuse in 2003 with Melo. That's like the absolute peak of what it can do. Yeah. And then, uh, but after that, it's just it's a complete mixed bag. Nobody knows. You really don't know. So, um, interestingly, we covered a lot of the Midwest already, so there's not a lot else to say. I will say Rutgers losing like that like Rutgers does against Clemson. I mean, that's just sad. Like, turn it over with a chance to tie the game. <laughs> that didn't, didn't shock though. <laughs> no, I didn't. Honestly, it didn't me either. But it's just, you just, it's tough not to feel bad and then laugh at the same time. It's like, oh boy, Rutgers is Rutgersing it. Wait, you feel bad? I mean, it feel a little bad. I mean, you figure, you know, could it be a little different this time? But it's, it's like you said, it, it's, it's not surprising. They, they, they underperformed actually from what their expectations were as far as a whole season were. That's a very good point because they started really well and they really struggled to the finish line. And that's also why I picked Clemson in their game earlier, but Rutgers held them off. So inconsistent. Is. Yeah, but there was a lot of that. I don't think people could really get consistent this year with the starting and the stopping and the and the whole deal. Yeah, I think I think that's completely right. It's and some teams have had well, you know, one of the teams that had a really big pause, like two of them actually, both in Texas, Baylor, and they're doing just fine so far. Great, good job out of them, and Houston. We're- who I seem to remember going quite a while before playing. Maybe that was a football team, but yeah, it was a football. It team. was a football team. Okay, well then, never mind. But but Houston did do a nice job in this in this round. They did beat Rutgers in a close game. I'm not even disappointed. I mean, it's you know you figured it was going to be a tight game because both teams were you know, slow and they could play defense. So you know, I didn't think it was going to be a runaway for either side. So. Houston did what they had to do. I think this is a, this is a pretty good run. I mean, not much else to say. They get the defense is is what wins it for them a lot of the time. So good job out of them. It is. Um. Not much. Not much to say there. They come out yeah. of the American. It's kind of they dominated it. It were. I don't think they were really ever really threatened. No. In in that sense during the year, so. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Um, so that's good enough there. Let's go back to the south. We covered a lot of the. Well, no, the only. Let's go back to the west because I wanted to get Oregon in there. Um, Oregon taking out VCU by way of just not being, not having COVID was uh, quite a story. That on Saturday night, they advanced by default. So 
sucks for VCU, but it is what it is. I mean, it's not completely surprising that that kind of thing can happen because we were ready. We were we were bracing for it. You figure it's one of these teams is probably going to have COVID, you know, uh, COVID protocol. I mean, uh, contact tracing. It almost wouldn't seem. It almost seems like that had to happen this year at yeah. some point. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, like we weren't going to go this whole tournament without it touching at it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It just would not have made. It would have been unlikely for this entire thing to go without some kind of a disruption of that nature. So I feel bad for VCU, but I will say it didn't seem like they were going to beat Oregon anyway. Look up what Oregon did to Iowa. I mean, they just humiliated oh, them. Oh, my goodness. Was that my a game goodness. or is that a game for Oregon? I mean, they were having their way from the from from the outside and the inside. Scoring at will. Yes. Yeah, I think that really points out a flaw in, flaw in Iowa. I mean, you can't say it's a flaw in, on the offensive end because they scored 80 points. Right. I don't think anyone would sit here and say that Iowa isn't a good offensive team. I, right. But, yeah, it exposed some problems on the other end. They got torched down the lane. I mean, they I'm, were just. By, by a team I wasn't 100% sure could keep up and score enough with mm-hmm. a team like that. Yeah. But I think that also points out how good the defense. Well, I, maybe that's not the best usage of this of this idea with Oregon. But generally, they've been a good defensive team. I think they were good enough against Iowa on this on this day. You know, eighty points certainly it's a lot of points. But for the way that game was going with all those yeah. possessions, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought they did a decent job. All right, for I mean, sure. I mean, we know Duarte is a stud. Mm-hmm. I just. They said it, they said it, they said it, and I wasn't 100% convinced for a long time. Like, oh, the Duarte is going to be good. You know, he's coming back. You know, he's, right. he's going to get on the floor. He's going to be, well, you know, I wasn't sold right away on it, but I, I am now. It's it's apparent that he's, he's skilled, he's talented. Yep. Um, let's close the West recap with Gonzaga. There really isn't a lot to say. They've just humiliated both teams that they played. Oklahoma did have an eight-point lead in their in the second-round game, but Gonzaga in the second half took over the game completely, and and it did seem like Oklahoma could at least cover. But then a flagrant foul very late in the game ruined it for Oklahoma's chances to at least cover fourteen and a half or fifteen and a half, depending on when you took the game. But uh, that's about it. I mean, the players doing what they do, you know, Timmy doing what he does. Uh, Suggs doing what he does, and then the other kid, I forgot his name, doing what he does too. I mean, Gonzaga has been tremendous. I, I don't think it's – and I, I want to say this to all the people who have been anti-Gonzaga this year, where a lot of people have been, and I was in that boat for a long time, but this team is not those teams. This is a great team, and I just think that this is the time to stop fighting it. Stop fighting Gonzaga it's not worth it you you're just gonna keep losing like you're just gonna keep losing every time if you keep doing that you're like oh maybe St. Mary's will be and, uh, maybe BYU uh, maybe Pepperdine stop just stop it it's not worth it like you think oh, maybe Norfolk State could do it 
you're just humiliating yourself now by just thinking any of this. Like, maybe you could think, okay, maybe Creighton can cover the spread. You can do that because it's a huge spread. But in terms of like, oh, well, this is going to be the game they lose. Like, no, it's over. Like, this team is way too good to lose to anybody until the Final Four. Except for USC I, or, or, or Oregon, okay? So to be fair, I, I think those two teams could definitely beat them. But that doesn't mean they're not good. This is a great team. And I think it's we got to finally give them their due. They should be the favorite to win the championship from here on out. And and Chris, thank you for letting me rant about that because I it's bothered me. It's just like, guys, what more do they have to do to prove that they're a great team? They are a great team. Right. Right. And, but they're not going to get the ultimate respect from some of these people who are fools, obviously. <laughs> they hoist, hoist the banner. Yeah. And we can cut the nets down, at, you know, on a month, on, you know, a couple Mondays from now. Right. But we know they're good. That's yeah. not, they're, and they're scary good. And they've, They've been good for a long time. It's mm-hmm. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a surprise. It isn't even as and you're actually you actually raise a good point. The guys who keep saying, "Ah, oh, this team's gonna lose. They're gonna do this and that." This is a team that these are guys that don't watch this. They haven't watched their season. They beat some great teams in the regular season. Their non-conference results were tremendous. I mean, uh, you know, I heard some people at a venue that I was at saying. I heard somebody say, oh, Gonzaga, they didn't play anybody. They, they beat the two, three, and four in their region in the regular season. They beat Iowa by a billion points on a neutral court. They Who's the other team? Like, they, they beat... They beat the two, three, and four that were in their region during the regular season. And they wanted to play Baylor. It just couldn't happen because of the COVID. Yeah. There's they no... tried to Oh, that's right. They crashed. They tried. They trashed Virginia too. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. Yeah. I mean, seriously. You, so you can't even use that argument. Oh, they have a soft non-conference. No, they don't. They played literally the best possible teams you could play in your RPI. I I don't know what their RPI was, but I would imagine it was really good. So they took care of business. They didn't have a letdown game. They did well in the WCC tournament. I mean, the closest call was against BYU, and they still rallied back, and they stormed back and won that game anyway. So it's like, there's to me, there's nothing left to prove except winning the championship. And I, I just, because I feel, I think I know what you're getting at, because you know, with a lot of these guys, the narrative is going to be written regardless, no matter what happens. And it's too bad, because it's like, you're, you can't tell me that a team that loses to Evan Mobley, who's probably going to be an NBA superstar someday, is a bad loss. That's a great player. And his brother is pretty good too. So it's like, it's not the end of the world if they lose to a team like that. And the same scenario with Oregon, who has a tremendous coach. And the same scenario if they get far enough to lose to, say, Michigan or, well, Florida State would be kind of wild. Or Alabama, though. Alabama, that's a great team. So it's just tough. It's a tough year. Yeah. So it's it's kind of an unfortunate. But, yeah, I agree. I, I think it had been great. So um, we'll kind of stay with that. Um, I like USC there just to compete. I like Oregon to compete, whoever comes out of there. I think it'll be fun. 
So um, that'd be that'd be a good spot. Um, that concludes the West. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Oh, let me ask you this: Do you think that do, would you still consider Gonzaga the team to beat out of everybody who's left? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's just it's just a tremendous it's a tremendous group. Baylor is still a good candidate as well. Um, I think they stabilized a little bit, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's a great call. That's a great call because uh, we know that there things are a little shaky in the in the Big Twelve tournament. Um, they've really put it together, and I think in retrospect, I think they would have beaten either side of the North Carolina Wisconsin game, even if North Carolina had won. I think they would have beat them anyway. So it's a it's a very good point. Way to show up, Tar Heels. Bingo, bingo. That was that was lack of effort. I don't know what else it was. Like they did not seem to be in it. What? How, how, how do you surrender that many points to that team? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was rough. That was rough. I, I, I could I could understand if they took your offense completely out because it's Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't understand how you lose at a game late. Like, you know, in a game like that, where they just outscore you. I have never seen. I mean, it, I I rarely. I don't want to say never because Wisconsin scored a hundred once to some tomato can team in, in the beginning of a season one time. But it's rare to see them score eighty five against the Power Five team. So you had to be completely lifeless on defense to do that in a tournament game in a winner go home scenario. I would almost 100% put that loss on Coach Roy Williams. I just, well, we can, always, we can always do that. That's never... It's low-hanging fruit. I understand that, but <laughs> but come on. like, How could you not be motivated to, to at least be in the game? They just gave up in the second half. So they deserve what they got there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm actually pretty shocked that Villanova made it to to the Sweet 16, but when North Texas advances, perhaps that's a big part of the reason. That team was not talented at all, and I think it said more about Purdue than North Texas that they advanced to me. Unfortunately, I mean, North Texas thing is uh, ugly enough. That's mm-hmm. very very apparent. Very Slow much it so. down, pass the ball around, take a shot, yeah. play defense. It's not the most exciting thing, but it was a, it was effective for them for a long time this year. Yeah, they had a pretty good year. Won them the conference, right? Conference USA. Yeah, and I mean, all of their over unders were in the one twenties, were in the mid one twenties, one twenty six, one twenty five, those kind of things. That should be a warning sign right there of what brand of basketball they play. Yeah. Well, they can only but with that kind of style and without a go-to score or any kind of score. I mean, there's only so much you can do with that kind of with that kind of offense, and it was not. It, they just couldn't. They couldn't hang with Villanova. And the thing is, the size of the Wildcats was so much greater than that of North Texas. They were outmatched at every position. I think that's the thing is that they were outsized because North Texas had one or two bigger guys, at least in Conference USA. They were bigger in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. 
you know they could they could do more against those guys against the conference USA opponents and mm-hmm. and they came up bigger physical guys and you know it just didn't work the same way. Uh, but you you'll you'll have that. Not trying to take anything away from them either because they got in and they won a game so right, more right. than that, it's no but I'm, it's they you can't take away what they've done. And a lot of credit, especially in Conference USA, like winning that. That that took guts, and they had it. Good job out of them for sure. That's a weird conference now. Yeah. Guys. That is a weird freaking conference. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because I, I did not have any feel for them. I really did. Like, I, like when they really? – the... like you, you, you would think on the face of it to be Western Kentucky all the way with Bassey because mm-hmm. he is a great player, right? Not even up for debate, but you know, Marshall was a fairly good team, and just I, I don't know about that league, man. I don't know if I didn't pay attention enough, or if it was just that weird. Yeah, I can't make a point. I can't. I can't. I. I don't really know either. That it really was weird, and I didn't have a feel for the pacing of the games or the scoring. I just had no clue. Like I barely even watched it for most of the for most of that week because I just I had no idea who was good. What the quality of the games were. I had a better feel for the Sun Belt. Yeah, completely fair. Yeah, same same here. I I, I thought okay, well, Appalachian State will obviously be very interesting, and they won. So Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Yeah. So it was just a weird year in that regard. Conference USA seems to have sunken below the Sun Belt for relevancy. I don't know if that's if I'm being too. If that's a hot take or not, but I really feel that way. I feel like the Sun Belt has just been a more interesting conference in both sports, in basketball and football. I, I, I think they've risen up, especially in football. I yeah. think it's carried them a long way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how exciting was Coastal and in, in football? I mean, that was yeah, definitely. Coastal. You know, it, it's just a good story. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was a good story there, and then Appalachian State in the years before that were a good story. In the, oh, in the very good team, so it's cool to see. Because who doesn't? Because who won't? Who wouldn't want to watch that highlight of them blocking that kick against Michigan? <laughs> well, the good thing is, see, they're not. They're more against. They're more. That was obviously an iconic moment, but that was, but that was also a different time when they were in the FCS. But it's cool that they built off that. You know, like it. Yeah. They didn't just live off of that, like some programs do. Living off of a single moment for for years, <laughs> Notre Valparaiso. Dame. But <laughs> what was that? Valparaiso. Yeah, Valpro. I guess it's a good choice. Yeah, like when they upset. Was that when they upset USC? Is that what you're talking about? Way back and the, the Bryce Drew and the yeah on the floor and the whole thing. And yeah, was a Division One coach, so it's it's kind of like. Might have to let that one go <laughs> and do something else. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So, App State. He was a coach in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, or Roberts taking down Ohio State. That one. I think it's fitting for two of us because we really didn't think we did not trust Ohio State the entire season. I don't know. It's like they played the the Michigan game there. It's kind of like, wow, that was one of the better basketball games of the year. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I I feel like they had too many flaws on the defensive end. Yeah. Ohio State did. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. I've told you I mean, that I felt like they were an undersized team as well. They relied too much on the outside shot too, so it was just a lot of things going wrong. And Oral Roberts was hot from the field. I mean, give him credit. Even in the past, some of Ohio State's quote-unquote big guys have been under the rim or at the rim type players. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not high flyers and soarers. Big, solid guys. They box out. They're wide. Their hips are wide. Their ass is wide. You can't (laughs) get around and get the rebound. Yeah. And then they they grab the offensive rebound and they lay it in. That's, That's what they do. But uh, no, no, no. I agree. You know, they didn't hit enough outside shots. And it, you know, it's rough for some for people. I don't know someone who watches as much as much basketball as I do. Like, oh, Oral Roberts upset them. I'm like, yeah, I've seen Oral Roberts play. I followed them. They're the top scorer in the nation. What do we? No, they're not. They're not a bad team. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, and everyone else is like, who? But then, Aspinus did it again for Oral Roberts and the rest of the team as well against Florida. And Florida is a bit of a hot mess in terms of their execution. I mean, I don't think they're a well-coached team at all. So I don't think they're, I don't think they're that good. Yeah, um, and I, I think they were pretty lucky to beat Virginia Tech, actually, in the first round. So that went to, that went to Oral team there coming off of another long break and you didn't know exactly what Virginia Tech was thinking or what they were doing. It's yeah. so hard to tell this year. And in Florida I was never impressed with this year. I mean unfortunately they had one of their they had their best guy or at least one of their better guys go down and not mm-hmm. come back with that scary moment there early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know it's good that it turned out at least as well as it did. Yeah, I'm glad he's okay. Absolutely, I know what you're talking. Who you're talking about? Um, the, the SEC consensus player of the year, but still, it just didn't seem like an organized group. And like oh, you said, good. yeah, they were not that good. They were not. But when it comes to like a really high seed, a uh, 15, a third, a, a 15, a 14, a 13. They might kick lightning in a bottle once, but it's hard to see him do it, you know, two days in a row or, you know, two out of three days is what you're basically looking at. You play yeah. a game, you game, you, you know it's what, though? For them to do that, you know, in that type of succession. Yeah. And really, Oral Roberts is the only one that did it. But because well, yeah. they did it so early, it it really cost me. Like in my picks, like in, not on the bracket because you can only do them before the tournament. But I definitely overbought on the lower seeds, Ohio in particular. Well, no, I didn't touch the Ohio game. Sorry, but or Texas in particular. I'm like, ah, well, Villanova's got to lose sometime. But then I finally watched the game, and it's like as we were talking about, they were just so massively outside. Like, oh my god, this is a. Like, I was like, oh, no. It's like, once I saw that, I was like, I knew it was over before they even started, got going. I was like, oh, this they have no chance. So you're right. 
and, and here's another example. Evelyn Christian, right? They beat Texas. Didn't see that coming. Did not that, see that I didn't coming. see coming at all. I'm like, what yeah. the hell was that? I was actually kind of big on Texas. That's... I was too. I thought they'd make the Final Four, and here we are. Them sitting at home rather than in the tournament. Um, I mean, they were really talking up the Abilene Christian defense. Texas plays good defense too, so naturally you end up with an extremely low-scoring game. Comes down to the end. Texas did have a lead for a bit uh, near the end of the game, but they, they uh, I wouldn't say they gagged it away. They just simply lost the game. And Abilene Christian, at that point... Was that me with Texas and Purdue and Illinois in the Final Four? I think it is. Wow, look at that. I didn't want to look at this again. You made me look at it. Oh, no. You had Purdue as well? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's really what I thought was going to happen. Wow. Williams. I mean, you'd think they could beat North Texas. I mean, look, if they beat North Texas, look how the rest of that shapes up. Exactly. Right? You think I was going to be scared of Villanova? No. No. And then Baylor, who we know has struggled with big spots. You could see Purdue beating Baylor. The problem is that they'll win now. Oh, yeah. Now... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because, uh, they, they mean, at this point, Baylor's really had, like, the entire walkway cleared for them. You know, the toughest game, honestly, was Wisconsin. And and honestly, the Wisconsin never really challenged them, to be honest. Their offense isn't, is truly not that good. But uh, in this case, um, you know, they Baylor just did what they had to do. You know, and good, out of, good on them, I, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, so Abilene Christian, another double-digit seed to win, but similarly to North Texas, they had nothing for UCLA, and and so UCLA's defense is good. So when they go, when they went on like an eighteen to nothing run, and then another like eleven to nothing run, and then another run, and uh, during the course of the game, it's really not that surprising to me. In the end, I I don't recall if I picked Abilene Christian. No, I didn't. I don't think I did. I didn't. No, no, I couldn't touch that. So I would, I would call you out as a liar on this program if you said you picked Abilene Christian. I would want to see the tape. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very. Well, you, no, no, no. In, in the bracket terms, no, I did not. No, no. There's no question. There was no way I would ever have picked them. You, you could have given me like a thousand chances. I would never have taken them to to advance around. No way. There's nothing I saw from that team in whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what conference tournament they were in. I think they were the was the SoCon or the the Southland. Oh, okay, Southland. Okay, so no, I, I that that there was nothing from that conference from that, that conference action that convinced me. That, that that's like your McNeese and your yeah all that all those no yeah is that yeah. the home of uh, Austin Austin P. No, no, no. It's the Valley. It's it's the home of the uh, Sam Houston State. Oh yeah, there's a lot of 16 seed fodder in that conference. <laughs> well, well, not 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 the one time that uh, uh, Stephen F. Austin. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, those guys are fun. 
That's true. But I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of particularly degenerate types, are familiar with the name Abilene Christian because of what they did against Virginia in football. That bizarre, <laughs> that absolutely bizarre ending to that game that blew a cover for <laughs> for them against Virginia. And it is the talk of Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center. He, he won't let that one go. Oh he, no. He he lost a ton of money on that. Oh, that will live in infamy for years <laughs> with those guys. Woo. I think that's why he won't let that one die because he was on the rocks for everyone else. I mean, because I could, because I could hang on to ones that were bad for me. Yeah, very Mike-like, but but certainly very warranted. That was just or like, a... or like, or like Brent with the uh, Ohio State Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think he was on that game the way he said that. If oh, you, yeah. you had oh. to, with a lot of um, and, Herb, and Herb Street knew it. <laughs> he did. If you guys ever watched the entire the entire sequence on YouTube, the ending of that Ohio State game from way back against Northwestern, North twenty eleven, I think it was. You can tell Herbie knew it. He even called him out like a little bit, like. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. But Abilene Christian will live on for ye- forever <laughs> as the team that fouled it up for bad beats. Uh, so and they did, yeah. So beating Texas, it's a fun story. But to me, to me the two best ones, uh, totally off tangent here, were the the Eagles. It was it Eagle? It was Eagle Seahawks at the end of the game there, and <laughs> the, the last Hail Mary in the in a game that was decided. <laughs> That's right. Where they have no resistance. Just here, go in. Oh gosh! And then the after he's show. Like, he's a. Like, that was significant to some. <laughs> That that and, and, and the Browns Ravens. Oh, Browns Ravens was was insane, unreal. Well, him coming out of that one, he's like, <laughs> he just did the shrug, smiley, like laughing. At the <laughs> That's why we have the segment. On the yeah, own. he did say that. He did say that then. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Dave Medina here, reporting to you after the program. Unfortunately, we have lost a significant amount of the of the podcast recording, and uh, it seems to have stopped at the 106 mark. We'll pick it up here with 16 minutes left to go in the program. Breaks my heart to do to do this to you, but uh, we'll we'll finish out the remainder of what we did on our program with our Sweet 16 preview. Chris and I picking it back up. 16 minutes left in the show. You know, Michigan being a little beat up, no livers. You know, they seems like they live inside more with Wagner and those guys. Not saying that they can't win. It's just, man, if, if Alabama's going to keep hitting it from the outside, you can't trade twos for threes all day. Nah. Good points. I, it's, uh, I think of the two right now, I, just because Alabama's a full strength. I mean, I tr- I would have trusted them more anyway, like from the beginning. But 
even now, I, I still think Alabama is the team that we're looking at here. So I'm with you on that. I think it's a good call. Um, from the Midwest, this is the big question for me. Who are you taking out of there? Who are you taking out of the Midwest with Illinois out and West Virginia out and Oklahoma State out? It's, it's This is a tough question. Well, you know who I want to say, but... Say it! You don't, have to, you don't have to hold back. Say it. I'd like for it to be Syracuse, but... Oh, honestly, I didn't I didn't realize you were going there. That's right. That's yeah. good. But honestly, maybe Loyola. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was thinking maybe you were going to say. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I would like to see that Elite Eight app, that Elite Eight matchup, though. That'd be fun. Um, because it would be between them and Houston. I mean, I'd be happy with either either of those against Loyola. Um, I would agree with you. I think the most battle-tested team out of everybody in this field, in this Midwest regional, is Loyola Chicago. And and they've got they've all hit their spots. This is gonna. I feel like that's the team that's gonna do it. The team that could mess it up could be Oregon State, and I would not rule that out either because they have been really really tough on everybody. So I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Oregon State. But if they beat Oregon State, I don't see them losing anybody else in the Midwest. They're gonna go to the. They're gonna go to the Final Four. That's my feeling. I don't know by how many points. I just think that they're gonna do it. So it's a great pick. All right, so we talked about the East already. You said Bama. Of the teams left in the South, do you stay with Baylor here? You, you kind of made that point. I'm going to stay with Arkansas. I picked them in the beginning to make the Final Four. I'll stay with that. But uh, where do you go? Either one is as good as the other one, but uh, something tells me Baylor's kind of ra- rounding into form here. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's like what this is. Like The season is so wacky that Baylor ends up being the, 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 the rock and the constant. <laughs> well, 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 right. Isn't that isn't that what we said? And through all this chaos, mm-hmm. for, for it seemed like months. It seemed like you know the collision course was going to be Gonzaga and Baylor for the for the title, and then the tournament happens, and you get all this wacky first round stuff. But it, but in the end, really, does that matter if the favorites, if the two favorites, just keep on trucking? Does it matter what twelve seeds beat which fives? If, you know. If three number ones make it, none of it matters. None of that matters. Yeah. If three of them do, which does make you look back and you're like, in retrospect, ah, shouldn't I have just picked all the top seeds? Because, like, if it evens out at the end, then... I always always got flack in the pit for being too chalky with my picks. And then then I try to pick upsets and I don't pick the right ones. That's the problem. Tommy's been big on picking upsets too. Like he's talked to me about that. I still think that's a good idea. It's just that a lot of conventions didn't play out this year. Like you're thinking, okay, you get a lot of eight, nine upsets. I love Missouri. Didn't get it. I liked, what was the other one? Um, I don't even count that as an upset. 10 over seven is barely an upset in my book. I also like, and here's a big, here's, I, this is as big a reason why I'm buried as any, I've been so down on Loyola. I've just, not mean not down, but I just have underestimated Loyola Chicago all season long. And that bias has killed me. Because I picked stinking Georgia Tech to beat them. Do you know how stupid I feel after that? 
That was a dumb, dumb decision. I mean, that team doesn't even belong in the tournament. Why would I take them? I don't know. Like, well, that when they're when Moses Wright couldn't play, that's that should have been the end of that. That's yeah. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. You know, with him, I don't know. Then, then I could have seen him winning a game. That's yeah. Fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. That, that wouldn't have been yeah. Outrageous. Yeah, uh, Georgetown was whatever. I I don't know. I, I that was kind of like. Yeah, maybe they do it, maybe they don't. I'm not I wasn't really that worried about that. Um I had Clemson over at Rutgers. Um and as I was saying, the fourteens like I thought were where I missed, but that doesn't happen every year. I just think it's interesting that only one twelve seat you only got one twelve upset, but the one twelve that won was a team that most people liked anyway. It wasn't even that big a surprise. Oregon State over Tennessee. Rick Barnes losing in a big spot. Boy, that's a real surprise. No, it isn't. Everybody knew that was going to happen. How much, how much have I lost this year just because being down on Maryland? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's a frustrating team. And here they are in the Sweet 16. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So much money on that UConn game. Oh, oh I feel that. That's rough. That's rough. I, I didn't know what to do with that either. I didn't touch that. Oh, I, I thought I knew. I thought I knew exactly what to do with it. And that was <laughs> right, right. That's tough. Oh man, that is that is tough. There's no doubt. Uh all right. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess that's it as far as our coverage. I mean, we pretty much got into all the Sweet Sixteen stuff and Elite Eight. Um, Florida State, do you think that they get to the Elite Eight? Because I don't think they get to the Final Four. It just seems like a bit of a... Maybe. I don't know. It's they're... That tumbling definitely... sound sounds like that's the answer. They probably do that, right? They tumble? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, they, uh... the... The sound you just stuff. heard was the Big Ten. <laughs> No, 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 no. The, the, the sound is uh, over here with stupid, and I'm with stupid. <laughs> oh, look at them having fun. That's funny. Good times. These but, two, two idiots. But, uh, you know, I liked Florida State for a lot of the year, and then yeah. they went on a COVID pause. And I was like, oh, how are they going to come out? And they come out by waxing Louisville by 40. But then again, Louisville wasn't as good as everyone thought Louisville was going to be. Right. So, and and then they go and they lay an egg in the, you know, in the final game of the big of the uh, ACC tournament. But they're talented enough. They they're always a big team. They're always sizable. They're always physical. I think that's something that Leonard Hamilton always sees to is that they sure. play physical. Physical. Sure. They play tough defense. But I don't know. They seem to be. A little inconsistent too, but I don't know what's going on with Michigan. I really don't. Um, so far, so good, I guess for them, right? Right. I mean, they beat Texas Southern like they were supposed to beat Texas Southern, and then they beat LSU. I, I wouldn't say handily, but they beat LSU. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. 
how, how big were you on LSU this year? I wasn't. I I liked them. I liked them. I I didn't necessarily think they were in the SEC. Final Four, but they're a gutty, gritty, gutty team. Just not the best defense. Just not a great defense, is all you know. They're not a good defense. They tended to be kind of run up and shoot, run up and shoot, run up and shoot. Not a yeah, lot of organization. A lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah, definitely. So I, I never really God, thought. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Not the kind of team you would take too seriously, but I also thought they were good, and I, I did see, see you could see a little bit of that against Michigan. But I wasn't hugely surprised they gave it away late. Maybe just from the standpoint, maybe I was surprised a little bit just because, you know, Alabama was short. I mean, Michigan was short-handed, but yeah, eh, even then, I didn't think it was. That um, you would almost expect. I don't know. I've seen some memes with with the memes detracting from the Big Ten or gifts detracting from the Big Ten that are were freaking hilarious. <laughs> like uh, like one of the strongmen like dragging like the the semi truck. You know when they drag the eight, you pull the eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. It's like Michigan dragging the Big Ten into the Sweet Sixteen like this. Oh yeah, with the straps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but we'll enjoy it while it lasts, guys. Because I don't, I don't think they'll be there that much longer. But we'll see. And the, and the guys, and the, and the. Uh, there's another one where it's this. It's just like this gif of this guy at the driving range, and his buddy is bouncing balls to him, and he's hitting them off the bounce. Mm-hmm. He's driving them off the bounce, and they've replaced the ball with like the Big Ten logos of the teams going out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there goes Ohio State, <laughs> there goes Wisconsin, there goes Purdue. Oh, that's good. There goes Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Big letdown for the Big Ten this year. So have at it with the memes because they deserve it. That's. It doesn't mean they're not the best conference. I want to make that clear. But it just didn't, you know, sometimes. Uh-oh. Shut up. It's getting out of hand over there. Getting in a yeah. little bit too much. Animals. <laughs> Well, they are animals. So, yeah. yeah. In Got a couple of Chris's dogs out in the living room uh, starting to they're really. My, they're my brother's girlfriends. They're not mine. Oh, they're not yours. Okay, okay, no. okay. But it looks no. like they're ready for football season already. They're taking a liking to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Good to know. Um, So, anyway, let's get some final thoughts in. You know, it's been a really good first weekend of the tournament, and I think we're ready for another good weekend of the tournament. These matchups look great. Um, any final thoughts before we head into the next couple rounds? Not really. I don't even venture to make any predictions anymore because apparently I'm pissed poor at that right now. Um, but I'm just enjoying it. I mean, we, we've waited two years for it, like, I'm just ending it how I ended the last one. It's like if you got to enjoy this because we didn't have it, and you know all the all the heartbreak, all the ups, all the downs. You know we we did without it, and it was canceled and all that, and 
now it's here and it's actually pretty great even if your bracket's busted like everyone's is nobody's perfect anymore right is there any perfect brackets anymore i doubt it no i think they're all gone everybody's gone i i would think so and 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 if there was a perfect bracket i would just call it out as somebody filling in as many as they could yeah i I, i'm not even worried about that at this point all right well in that case chris enjoy the rest of the games i i really do think we're gonna have some good ones coming up oh yeah yeah there's definitely good teams and good matchups left Mm -hmm. i'm just waiting to see if it's really gonna be gonzaga versus baylor like we thought for you know the last six months you could go either way at this point it's interesting it's it's interesting that it's still out there Yes, indeedy. Even even through all the chaos and all the upsets, it's it's still very possible. Very possible, and I think it would be vindication for both of these teams if they get that far. So good luck to them in the west of the way, and good luck to you. Uh, the, the fact that Gonzaga still has anything to prove to anyone is kind of shitty, but yeah, <laughs> but like we're you know, that's just what happens when you don't come from a power five school. That's just what happens. It'll continue to happen. It'll continue to happen for teams in Power Five schools. Like Virginia had the same well, thing. At, at the point where they cre- where they can recruit NBA talent and even one and done lottery talent, yeah. so it don't matter what league you're in if you can do that. Yeah, comp- like I, I totally understand that. I completely w- I'm with you on it. So to me, they've proven everything there is to prove. This is a great team. So I'll be rooting for them the rest of the way, no doubt about it. All right, my friend. Thanks again. Thanks to the dogs as well. Have have a good one, and uh, we'll catch we'll catch up later. Yeah. Good night. Thank you, sir. Take care. Good night. That's Chris and Syracuse. Good times. We had a good. Uh, it was a pretty good discussion for sure. So on to the next couple rounds of Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight this weekend here on a whole lot of networks. Um, enjoy the games, and while you do that, I'll say good night. I am Dave Medina. Hope you've enjoyed the program. If you're looking for us, we're on Twitter at DidCal, on the web at DidCal.com. Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Dave in the City Out West. We hope you've had a good time with our show, and we'll be back soon. Until then, we will see you next time.